This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. We are now experiencing the Tzayim Haravi, the fast of the fourth month. Tammuz, of course, is the fourth month. By the way, the Gemara says in Tainus, and we referenced it in the Slichos this morning, that five tragedies happened on Shemos Tabatamos. One of them is the carbon Tumid stopped being brought. Interesting, that means it was brought for 16 days, and then it stopped on the 17th. So we have to be Misaki in that 17th day. What's the parsha of Shemos Tabatamos? Pinchas. In Parshas Pinchas, where Moshe Wolfson points out, it says the word Tumid 17 times. To be Misaki the Tumid that was not brought on the 17th day. In any event, let us examine the Gemara Megillah Dafhe. Amar Rabbi Lazar, Amar Rabbi Chanina. The Gemara observes a number of unusual practices of Rebbe, of Rabbi Yudah Hanasi. Number one, Rebbe Nata Natiyah B'Purim. Rebbe planted a planting on Purim. He planted a tree on Purim, which is an unusual practice, especially in light of the fact that it's a question whether you're allowed to do Malacha on Purim. So why is he planting a tree? The Gemara continues later that this tree was not an ordinary tree, it was a tree of kings. And we once discussed that line in depth. Number two, He bathed in a wagon in the city of Tzipayri on the 17th day of Tammuz. He bathed? Of all the days to bathe publicly, he picked Shavasavatam. Are you even allowed to bathe on Shavasavatamos? It's questionable. Some place can say you're not allowed to. Some, some place can say not only you're not allowed to eat, you can't anoint and you can't bathe. And even if you can, of all the days of the year, why would Rebbe Dafka bathe on the 17th day of Tammuz? And I think his third practice was probably the most popular one. Ubike Shlak or Tishabav. He wanted to uproot Tishabav. Veloy Hoiduloy. The rabbis didn't agree with him. And by the look on your faces, it seems like many of you do agree with the practice of Rebbe to uproot Tishabav. The Gemara says, Amar Lafanu Rabbi Zabda, Rebbe Loikacho Yamaisa. That's not really what happened, that he wanted to uproot Tishabav. Ela Tishabav Shechalios Beshabbos Hava. It was a year like this year where Tishabav came out on Shabbos. And they pushed it off to Sunday. Sunday. And Rebbe said, since it was pushed off, let it be pushed off completely. But what an unusual practice that Rebbe wanted to uproot Tishab. Of all these practices of Rebbe, Rebbe planted a tree on Purim. Rebbe bathed on Shavasavatamos. Rebbe wanted to uproot Tishabav. We have to explain these unusual practices of Rebbe. We know the Navi Zechariah says, the Navi Zechariah says, so says the Lord, the fast of the, the, fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth month, the fast of the seventh month, the fast of the tenth month will be for the house of Yehuda 
for joy and happiness. Question. This refers to what's the fast of the fourth month? Shavasa What's the fast of the fifth month? Tishabab. What's the fast of the seventh month? Soim Gedalia. What's the fast of the tenth month? Asar Bateves. And it will be transformed to day of joy. That I understand. There will be Yomim Tovim. But why Labes Yehuda? Why Labes Yehuda? For all of Klal Yisrael. What's it got to do with Beis Yehuda? Mashiach will come, will be happy for all Jews, not only for Shevet Yehuda. Why reference specifically Shevet Yehuda? Now, Rabbi Sai, Naomi comes to Rus and says, Rus, you made your advance to Boyaz. You made it known that you want him to marry you. He's going to settle the matter. He's not going to drag this out. She said, be patient, my daughter. Until you know how the matter will be settled. Not recording. What? Um, we'll use this. So, here it says that Rus is told by Naomi, she said, sit my daughter until you know how the matter will fall because he will not rest until the matter is settled today. In other words, Bayaz is going to tell you today either ya yeah or no, other ya yeah, or nish. How was Nami so sure that Bayaz would settle the matter today? Maybe he would drag it out. After all, this is a very complicated matter. Is she permitted? Is she not permitted? Is she Muteras? Is she Asura? She's a Moabite woman. She might not be permitted, Lavay Bakahal. So why is Nami so certain that Boyaz will not drag this matter out. I mean, this is not a very simple uh, transaction, not a very simple arrangement over here. Who says that Boyaz will settle the matter today? Maybe it's going to take time. Maybe it's going to take a week. Maybe it's going to take two weeks. Maybe it's going to take a month, and so forth. We're now going to uncover... Uh, a few incredible observations about the days of fasting. Let's begin with Tishabab. Tishabab, Chazal tell us, is the day of the birth of Mashiach. The Medrash tells us, in the Midbar Rabbah, Parshia Gimel, they say, Amar Lohem, Av El Asimcha. The day of Tishabab is not a day of tragedy, it's a day of happiness. Shaboy Bayoim Noilad Menachem. Menachem is born on Tishabam. Uboy Bayoim Nalu Yisroli Poicho Albanasem, and it's the day that our sins are atoned. Menachem is the Mashiach. Says the Medrash, Mashiach is born on Tishabam. Very interesting that Mashiach is born on Tishabam. I could think of many more opportune times for Mashiach to be born. Why is Mashiach Dafka born on Tishabam? We find a contradiction in the Gemara. The Gemara says that 
when the Gentiles entered the Beis HaMikdash, they saw the Kruvim, and the Kruvim were in a very unusual position. The Kruvim were embracing one with the other, like somebody embraces their lover, the Gemara says. Amare Shlakish, the two Kruvim were intertwined one with the other. But that's very unusual because the Gemara Baba Basra says that the position of the Kruvim indicated Hashem's relationship with Kal Yisrael. That when we were doing the will of God, then the Kruvim would face each other. When we were not doing the will of God, the Kruvim were back to back. So one would have expected that when the, the Kal Yisrael, when the uh, Goyim entered the Heichal to destroy the Beis HaMikdash, that's certainly a time that Kal Yisrael was you would expect the Kruvim would be back to back one with another. But no, not only were the Kruvim facing each other, they were embracing each other. What's going on over here? Why were the Kruvim embracing each other? Why is the Mashiach born on Tishabah? There's a human phenomenon that two people no matter how much or little they love each other, when they part from each other, it engenders, it arouses a very deep, intense, passionate love. You know, you see this in the airport. All of a sudden, when two people part from each other, they embrace, they hug, they kiss each other because the, the knowledge, the idea that they have to separate and part from each other, it creates a certain longing that... Otherwise, perhaps the person wouldn't be focused on. Now, we know, says Rapinchas Karatzer, that the neshama of Mashiach is the most elevated, sublime, lofty neshama. And therefore, this Leda, the Leda Mashiach, needs a very holy and intense union. So, just like in the physical world, when you have friends, when you have lovers, when you have spouse, when they're together, you can't recognize the love. When they're living together in the same house, you don't always recognize the love. But when they part from each other, when they're going to be separating for a long time, then the love is much more intense, and it arouses a very gaguim and nostalgia. That's the reason why the Gemara Nivama says on the Afsam before somebody goes on a trip, they have a chiyuv da'iraisa to visit their wife in marital obligation. We know that a person has an obligation to their wife in the midst of oina. When when is the midst of oina? Whenever the woman expresses interest. But before somebody leaves on a trip, there's a biblical obligation. Therefore, when Hashem came to destroy Beis Hamikdash, God was so to speak leaving the Jewish people. We became We became like an, uh, a widow, and therefore God needed to visit us in a very passionate and intense way and therefore that visit was expressed by the Cheruvim embracing each other. That indicates that even though perhaps but it created a very passionate intense longing on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore that union at that time awakened in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that the Mashiach was born on Tisha Now you know, there's an expression, Chazal tell us, from the Yushalmi, that if somebody in a family dies, the whole mishpacha should be worried. 
The Yushami says it's like a, a family is like a mound of stones. And when one is taken away, everything has become unsteady and everyone should be afraid. However, the Gemara says, Noilad ben Zachar nesrapa kol When a male is born, the whole family is cured. I just went last night to a, a shiva where the father passed away on this week and they had a baby boy during the shiva. So the bris, <laughs> there was a sheva bracha, there was a shalom zachar during the shiva. So Chazal say, Noilad ben zachar, nisrapet kal Rebbe, we know the Gemara tells us, Rebbe midabes David Kaasi. The Gemara in Shabbos says, Rebbe always came to the defense of David HaMelech. The Gemara says, Kol David Chata Elataya. Anyone who said David sinned is making a grave mistake. If you look at number 12, Amr Shmuel Barnachmeinu Rabbi Yonasan, Kol David Chata Eino Elataya. Shenemar, Vayi David L'chodrachav Maskel V'Hashem Imay. David was wise in all his ways, and God was with him. So if he sinned, God would not be with him. What does it mean he did an Avera? It means he wanted to do an Avera. It says, Amar Rab, Rebbe, who came from the house of David, always tries to defend David HaMelech. So, Rebbe, who came from David, when Mashiach is born on Tishabav. Rebbe feels his family is cured. It's his family. So because he feels his family is cured, he says, you know what? If Mashiach is born on Tisha B'Av, let's abolish it altogether. Meaning all the other Tanoim, they weren't related to David. So they didn't feel the Yeshua and the salvation latent in Tisha B'Av. But Rebbe came from David. So because Rebbe came from David, he felt the redemptive quality of Tisha B'Av. So he says, once we're pushing off Tisha B'Av, Let's push it off entirely. Nobody sensed the future Yomtif latent in Tishma more than Rebbe because Rebbe came from the house of David. So that's the redemption latent in Tishabav. And that redemption is specific for the base of it and for Shevet Yehuda. So Mashiach is born on Tishabav. Comes the Chassam Soifer, and the Chassam Soifer makes the following calculation. When did Rus first come to the fields of Boyaz? Targum on the Megillah says she came era Pesach. And she stayed there. Ad Kelois Ketzir Hachitim She stayed there for three months. From Tezvav Tamuz. Excuse me, from Arab Pesach until the 15th day of Tammuz. And then she sent word to Rus on that night, the night of the 16th. Now, we know from the 17th and on, the mazel of Shevet Yehuda goes down the drain. Because the first base of Mikdash and second base of Mikdash, the process of Chorban begins on the 17th. Who was the Chorban for? It wasn't for the Yasser Tashvatim. They had been exiled a hundred years earlier. So the Mazel, which is bad for the Jewish people, is bad for Shevet Yehuda. That begins on the 17th. 
So there's no way Boyaz from Shevet Yehuda is going to get married from the 17th and on. And right now, it's the 16th of Tammuz. So Naomi says, there is no doubt that Boyaz will settle the matter today because if he's going to marry you, he's not going to wait until the mazel is bad on the 17th of Tammuz. He's going to marry you tonight. The night of the 17th. So it comes out that when did Boyaz marry Rus? The night of the 17th of Tammuz. And when did he die? Hitaka died in the morning when his mazel wasn't so good already. So that's the sixth tragedy that happened on Shabbat Satamah. Boyaz died. But the night was a simcha. The night was the night that Boyaz married Rus. Now, says the Chsam Soifer, It comes out that Boyaz died on the 17th of Tammuz, which means he was born on the 17th of Tammuz, which means that every time the 17th of Tammuz came, he was afraid maybe he would die because he knew he was a tzaddik. So there's no way he was going to wait till the morning to marry her. He might not survive the night. So that's why Hitaka married her that night, that's why ba- Rus was told by Nami, he's not going to delay this, he's going to marry you tonight. Which means, when was Oyved conceived? The night of the, seven, the 17th of Tammuz. So it's very interesting. Mashiach is born on Tisha Oyved was conceived the 17th of Tammuz. Now it says Rabbi Yonis if Mashiach is born on Tisha B'Av, then when is Mashiach conceived? Mashiach is born in seven months, which means Mashiach is conceived Asar B'Teves. So all of the Tanesim, as tragic as they are, that's only the, the outer shell, but the inner core, are these, of, these are days of great flourishing, and sprouting for who? For the Malchus based of it. So it comes out. Tishabov is the day that Mashiach is born. Asarabatevis is the day that Mashiach is conceived. Shivasabatamos was the day that Oyved was conceived. You see there's an idea that all Kedusha in the world is always coated with an outer shell. So you have the Ois Bris Kodesh, but it's coated with the Arla. And you have Eretz Yisrael, and it's coated with the 31 kings of Canaan and Amalek. In order to get to Kedusha, you always have to pull away the outer exterior. So Tisha B'Av, yeah, it's a tragic day on the outside. On the inside, it's the day of the birth of Mashiach. And Asar B'Teves, on the outside, is the day of fasting. On the inside, it's the day of the conception of Mashiach. And Shemal Sabatamas on the outside is a day of tragedy, on the inside is a day of the conception of Oive. But Rebbe sensed the redemptive quality of, of Tishabab. So Rebbe said, you know what? While I'm at it, we might as well be mavatal it completely because Noilad Mashiach on this day.
Let's make a cheshven, Rabbi Sain. How many bad days are in Tammuz? From the 17th? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. 13 bad days of Tammuz. How many bad hours in Tammuz? Any accountants over here? CPA. What is 17 times 13? What? Excuse me. Third, what is 13 times 24? Well, 3 times... 10 times 24 is 240. 3 times 24... is 72. 3... 12, right? 240 and 72. 3, 12. Shavi. This is the month we went into captivity. So I would add, humbly, a remez. Rus is told by Naomi. Naomi says, he's not going to delay this because you know what's coming tomorrow. Tomorrow starts the 312 hours of Tammuz. He's going to take care of this matter today. He's going to marry you today. And he married her the 16th of Tammuz. And the Biri Shaina was the night of the 17th. Because he's not going to wait until the bad hours of Tammuz begin. So we could therefore suggest as follows. Rebbe planted a planting on Purim. That we once explained. That we know Purim is not the day of David. Purim is the day of Shaul. So Rebbe is getting very nervous on Purim. But Shaul is going to... You know, he's taking his moment in the sun and everyone's giving Shaul attention. This is David's day. So that Shaul doesn't get too carried away. Rebbe, who came from David Amel's family, planted a tree of kings saying, don't forget who the kings come from. It comes from our family. It doesn't come from your family, Shaul. Rebbe wanted to uproot Tishabov because Rebbe's related to David. And when Mashiach is born, he feels once it's pushed off, we're going to push it off completely. Now, you ready for this? Rebbe Rachatz. Literally, he bathed. In Bruch Shemei, we say, Be'ana Rachatz. Anybody knows what that means? It's okay that you've said it hundreds of times in your life. That note. What does it mean? Be'ana Rachatz. In you, I trust. Rebbe Rachatz. Rebbe had faith. Bikroina. In the glory. Shel Tzipoyri. Tzipoyri refers to the Jewish people, like by the Brisbane of the Soren. Amravinu, Be'es HaTzipor Loibasar. He didn't split the bird. Rebbe trusted in the bird. Chal But we can add this year a new Chiddush. Tzipor is also a reference. Mashiach is called Tzipor. So Rebbe trusted on Shilas of Bitsipairi trusted in the conception of Mashiach on the 17th of Tammuz. And therefore, what parsha do we read right before Shabbat of Tammuz? Parsha's Balak. Isn't that odd? Rukhain Falaji says you don't even call Kairach Kairach because you don't name a parsha after a Russia. So you're going to call it 
Balak. Balak is the Russia. No, he's the outer shell. He's the coat. But on the inside of Balak, who's latent in Balak? In the Zuchus that Balak brought 42 Karbanais. Who he merited to have? Rus, who produced David. So he's the outer shell. But on the inside, he's Balak ben Sifar. He has Mashiach. He recognizes, he knows he has Mashiach. He says to the Mashiach, L'cha ara li Yaakov. Curse the Yaakov li in me. He knew there was Yaakov li in him. He said, Bilam, get rid of that nitzvot of Kedusha in me. So he's Balak ben Sipar. But Rebbe, who comes to the Malchus based David, he's Rachat, Bikroina, Shal Sipairi. He trusted in the glory of the Mashiach, Bishma Asr Batamah. And therefore, the Nabi says, The fast of the fourth. Yes, it will be a day of great joy for all of the Jewish people. But specifically for the base Yehuda. Because these days of kindness are latent with sanctity and redemptive quality, particularly for the base Yehuda. And that is why Pahisot says, Make for us a golden calf. So what does Aaron say? Chag Lashem Machar. This day, Machar, says Echidah, in the far off future will be a Chag, will be a Yomzim. When? Like the Nabi says, Tzayim HaRavi, Tzayim HaTamishi, Tzayim HaShvi, Tzayim HaAsiri, Yeh Alabet Yehuda, Tzayim HaLasimcha, Lomayadim Taibim, VeHaEmes, VeHashalayim Ehalim. So we should be Zoychad for the fruition of this Nebuah, have yourselves a wonderful day. If you want... You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.